Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin's hit music station FM 104. We're here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by the longest reigning cruiserweight champ, WWE's Jordan Devon. Hello, how are you? Hi, Louise. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks a million for joining us. So we will get into what you're up to at the moment, but tell me, where did it all begin for you? Where did it began? Where I am right now in Bray County, Wicklow. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I started wrestling in Bray in uh, St. Andrew's Community School. Uh, in 2002 when I was 12 years old. And you started with Finn Balor, didn't you? I did, yeah. A very young Finn Balor. He was about 21 years old. He had absolutely no business coaching people, but he was trying his best. And do you feel you may have been one of the few that might have started it off? Because I wouldn't really associate Ireland with wrestling. Um, I was one of the class, a very talented class, mm-hmm. coming up um, in the mid-2000s. I got it going on an independent scale. I think before... Um, independent wrestling, OTT, and uh, the kind of thing came along in Ireland. You had to kind of leave the country to be able to wrestle at any kind of high level. Yeah. Um, but then we, uh, Joe Cabray started over the top wrestling, and all of a sudden, the best talent in the world wanted to come to Ireland to wrestle for the Irish fans. So, yeah, to be uh, like one of the first guys to help the scene get up and running and then to become what it is now is, you know, something that I'm very proud of. I can imagine. And also, you went to Japan for a little while for training, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I went to Japan when I was uh, 21. Uh, I went there for a couple of six-month tours and uh, did the whole dojo training system. And, and uh, you know, it kind of helped me to, like, evolve as a wrestler and, and learn a new style. And yeah. it was my first time away from home, really. You know, going to the other side of the planet at 21, not knowing a word of the language or knowing anybody who was, like, you know, a real coming of age for me. It must have been quite intense, actually. It was, it was. It was the training was hard, but you know, it was um, up until that point. I was wrestling maybe once or twice every month, and then all of a sudden, I was wrestling five days a week and traveling up and down the length and breadth of Japan. So you couldn't help but to to get better and and grow as a performer. And then, how did it transition? I suppose from doing your training and then ending up with NXT. So. Uh, WWE were looking to expand out of America into Europe and the UK had a thriving independent wrestling scene um, so they were looking to, to enter the UK scene and they wanted to do that by uh, having a developmental branch mm-hmm. in the UK called NXT UK um, at the time we didn't know this when WWE approached me and scouted me they just said that they were looking to have like a foothold in England, not really sure what it's going to turn into, mm-hmm. but they were interested in seeing me wrestle. And I went to um, a Raw at Glasgow and did a, a tryout after Raw in the big uh, 
a big arena and uh, it went very well and, and they signed me up. I'm also joined in studio by Kieran, who has seen you a couple of times. I have, Jordan, actually. Uh, so NXT UK obviously has probably revolutionised um, professional wrestling on an independent scale in the UK. Um, I assume you do have uh, ambitions to probably try and get to the uh, NXT developmental in, in the States and then to the main roster. Is that what uh, you'd like to achieve? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I try not to, you know, think too far ahead and, and kind of I'd like to you know break my goals down into smaller manageable mm-hmm. steps you know so I'm happy right now in NXT UK um, but obviously yeah NXT and a move to Florida would be um, a dream come true for me and then further on from that you know following in, in Finn and Becky and James's footsteps and getting on the main roster would, would be great as well yeah, how how much did they help? I mean, because me growing up watching wrestling, I mean, the closest to an Irish wrestler we had was, was Ken Shamrock, and and he wasn't really <laughs> Irish, you know what I mean? So seeing the likes of Seamus, obviously, was the first one, you know, and and he got a massive, massive push, and and he really was the first Irish wrestler. I mean, the most palest man on the planet. You just know, chance he wouldn't know that he was Irish. But then you have the likes of Becky Lynch, who revolutionised women's wrestling. How important was it for them and Finn Balor for you? And they must be like the most biggest role models that you have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Finn gets credited a lot with, um, you know, training me in ring, but his influence on me is far more, you know, the the impact he's had on me mentally is far more beneficial for me. You know, the fact that another guy from Bray of similar stature, similar size, can it just proves that it can be done. You know what I mean? I, I it doesn't feel like an impossible task that I have to achieve. You know. Yeah, I, don't, I know when the so the Greg Hamilton on SmackDown ring announced and it's always nice to hear Bray, County Wicklow, Ireland, you know I mean? We're here in Dublin, Ireland from Seamus, but from people who don't know, I mean, obviously outside of Ireland wouldn't know that Bray is, is small. But I mean, it's just yeah. great to hear that on, on an international scale. It must be great for, for you to be representing Bray like that. Yeah, it is awesome. I think uh, people from Bray are fiercely defensive of Bray. So uh, <laughs> I know that he insists on uh, being introduced from Bray, County Wicklow, not from Dublin, Ireland. Um, we make sure that all the announcers all over the world know exactly where he's from. I, I was devastated that uh, TakeOver didn't happen here. And I mean, there hasn't been a, an NXT UK TakeOver at all since then because obviously COVID. But uh, talk to me about Tree Arena, the, U, the UK tour you did there. I saw you wrestle in Belfast as well. You obviously probably went to WWE's live events in the Tree Arena and the Point Depot as it was. What was it like walking out in front of your home crowd? I can only tell people the reaction was insane, but how did it feel for you actually stepping in between those ropes, seeing WWE on the turnbuckles and just being there and wrestling in a WWE ring in front of your home crowd? It was wild, man, to be honest with you. It was one of the proudest moments of my life. And when I think about it now, back, I don't really even think about it through my own eyes are kind of, it's like an out-of-body kind of feeling when I think back and I see photos or, or footage from it. Um, it was just surreal to have that many people, you know, on your side cheering for you, wanting you to do well. Like, there was 10,000 people, just a wall of noise and colour and faces looking at you. It was really, really intense. It was, but it was one of my, my favourite moments of my whole career. Can I ask you about your favourite moment in your career? And you might tell me that it was obviously at Worlds Collide where you won the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. Tell me about that. How did that feel? What was it like leading up to that? And uh, what were your emotions like afterwards? Um, that all happened really fast for me. We, I had a, That started with a match that I had with Tyler Bate at TakeOver Blackpool in the Empress Ballroom. And that was 
a really well received match and everyone uh, you know the, the management backstage really enjoyed it and liked it so I think the chance to go to Worlds Collide and get the trip over to the States and do the tour was kind of like a a reward for a job well done under a high pressure situation so yeah getting the kind of nod of approval from people that I looked up to as a kid and, and getting the chance to say you know WWE had enough faith in me that I could be a champion in the company is you know it's one of those things that you have to stop sometimes and, and pinch yourself and just you know remind yourself this is real life like you are living out your dreams this is everything that you thought it would be as a kid you know yeah, I mean, if you were like me, you probably made a, a cardboard belt out of a, a cereal Absolutely. box or something. I mean, what was it like to actually hold a belt in your hand that, first of all, is real genuine leather, you know, and it has WWE in it and it's on the plates. That must be an amazing experience to hold that um, purple cruiserweight belt. And to hold it for so long, COVID aside, you were still the longest reigning cruiserweight champion Oh, yeah, don't take history. that away from me. Absolutely <laughs> not. I never would. Like... Uh, Obviously, you then had to go and eventually uh, defend that title then. And again, it was at another um, takeover event. How, how did you feel at, at the end of that match where eventually your your long reign did have to come to an end? Um, it was bittersweet, you know, because while it was obviously the end of the, the title reign, it was such a, a really great match that I'm proud of. It was, it was a cool storyline that I was in with uh, Santos Escobar, the the other champion he was the interim champion while I was away and then I came back and we had to unify the titles and having one of my idols Shawn Michaels involved in the, the storyline and making it a ladder match there was so much going on and so much to you know to, to process and be and be proud of after that you know it was a, a mixed bag of emotions it wasn't all bad you know there was a lot of a lot of positives to be taken from it as well so obviously the COVID era of WWE, and I mean, they, they revolutionized it with the, the Thunderdome and stuff for Raw, SmackDown and pay-per-views. What was it like in the BT Sports Studios back in London performing in front of no crowd? Because I mean, professional wrestling, it needs the crowd, it feeds off the crowd. How difficult was that for you as performers? It, it was tough, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it, was, it was very, very taxing on both your your mind and your body. You know, it's... Uh, it's one thing to put your body through what we do on a nightly basis when you have thousands of people, you know, shouting and screaming and you get that adrenaline from the live audience to power you through. We take some, some heavy knocks and bumps and when that happens and you're just lying there and it's just you and the camera guys there, <laughs> you kind of think to yourself, what am I doing here? Um, but you have to just remember that there's, you know, millions of people on the other side of those cameras and you got to get up and put on the best show possible for them. How hands-on, Jordan, are the uh, higher-up officials in WWE with NXT UK? I mean, the likes of Triple H and Shawn Michaels and uh, even Vince McMahon. Like, how how hands-on are they with the actual NXT product? Hunter and Shawn are very, very involved. Like on a day-to-day basis, it's very much uh, NXT is Hunter's baby, and he yeah. has the the final say on on most things day to day. Shawn has kind of taken over the reins at NXT UK. And uh, he is he is so passionate about it and he he knows, you know, everybody, what they're doing, where they're going, what their their storylines are, what their strengths are. He's like he is very, very passionate about the product. So yeah, he's very involved. Is he, would he would you say he's one of the uh, the main people that you'd like okay, could you pick up the phone to him and go to him for advice on, you know, an upcoming match or a pay per view match or something like that? And obviously it must be amazing to have, you know, Mr. WrestleMania, the heartbreak kid, sexy boy himself, Shawn Michaels, uh, <laughs> training you up. I mean, the man has more nicknames than I've had hot dinners. 
Yeah, and that's how I address him when I call him on the phone. <laughs> Mr. Sexy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he loves that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously then, um, when do you know when there's going to be another NXT UK takeover? Is there any any chance that that's happening? Any chance that it will happen in Dublin in the in the near future? I hope so. You know, I know as much as you guys do. I try not to uh, to ask because it, this business is so fast moving that, you know, things change week to week. Um, I assume that with the the lockdown easing up and restrictions easing, that there's going to be a time when the three arena is going to be packed again. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Dublin's going to get the takeover that we so richly deserve. I hope so. And I hope the uh, WWE bring a pay-per-view to the UK. There's uh, talk of maybe uh, one happening in uh, the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. I mean, that'd be amazing. The amount of people that travel over to that. And I'm sure you'd be pushing for a spot uh, on that card as well. If that happens, that'd be amazing. I will. I'll be pulling all the strings and using up any goodwill that I've accrued of my time at WWE to try and get on that card for sure. So what's next for Jordan Devon? Um, I am really, really like content with where I am at the moment. I would like to, to move to Florida one day. I'd like mm-hmm. to try my hand in NXT. They've got a, one of the strongest rosters ever assembled. Um, in NXT. And I, I would like to, there's a lot of matches that I want to have over there. But for now, I'm really proud of NXT UK and, and and being able to be in on the ground floor of building a new brand and doing something for the first time is, is really special to me as well. So I I want to keep on, you know, being one of the, the family fathers and one of the pillars of NXT UK. But, you know, down the line, I trip over to Florida and uh, a warmer climate wouldn't be bad either. <laughs> that would be nice. Get away from Brave for a little while to the heat. Have you got Just a dream? A have you got a dream match, Jordan? WrestleMania main event. You could book it yourself. Who who would you who would you wrestle in that main event, past or present? We can be a we can fantasy book here. Um, God, I get this all the time, and I feel like I give a different answer every time. <laughs> depending on how I feel, There's you lots know? of choices. Yeah, my I always said for years and years my dream match was was Finn and wrestling Finn Balor in WWE, but mm-hmm. we did that of Takeover Blackpool, so that's kept off. So I think I'd probably have to say maybe. Maybe like Shawn Michaels in his prime. Mm. I think we'd have a good one. WrestleMania, Mr. WrestleMania, he'd bring his, his A game, you know, that for sure. I think he'd get a good match out of me. Modern day then, if you're someone from the modern day roster. I mean, I, I, personally, I, I'd love to see you go with uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, I think that match would be just insane. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Drew. I think he's he's one of the best as well. And, uh, you know, he did so well carrying the entire company during the COVID era. You know, he was going through the exact same stuff that I was wrestling in front of nobody. But he had the weight of the world in his shoulders and he was the face of the company. So I got a lot of love for Drew. I'd love to I'd love to mix it up with him one day in the ring. We look forward to seeing it. So Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time and know you're busy. Louise, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. FM World Four Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.